Now it's the time you've been waiting for. You're in the mix with film producer Jason Slack, a.k.a. the talk of the town now. The 40 Vision Films man himself. The owner of the Jason Slack brand. The place to be is here on the Vision Live Network. And now, let's get it in. Welcome to the Slack is Talk podcast. Welcome to the Slack is Talk podcast, a.k.a. the talk of the town now. I'm your host, show producer Jason Slack. And today is February 9th, 2023. And it is also the second week of Black History Month here on the Slack is Talk podcast. So without a doubt, let's get it in. And welcome to another epic edition of the Talk of the Town. Now, welcome to another epic edition of Slackers Talk Black History Month. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all already know what I'm about to say. It's a blessing, man. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world, but y'all right here with me. I appreciate that. To all my day one listeners, welcome back. If you're new here on the Slackers Talk podcast, this is your very first time listening. Where have you been, man? You know what I'm saying? Where have you been? But it's all good. You know what I'm saying? We've been waiting for you. You know, hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Slackers Talk is on on all your favorite podcast platforms. I'm on, you know, Apple. I'm on Amazon Music. We talking about Spotify. We talking about iHeartRadio. We talking about... All the podcast networks, man. You know what I'm saying? Slack is talking everywhere, man. Hit that follow button. A, a new episode, a new content will be delivered straight to your device. You can listen to a whole series. You can listen to five episodes. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you at in the world, if you're working, if you're working out, um, if you're cleaning the house, take the Slack is Talk podcast with you, man. It's not only a podcast. It's a whole entire network. It's a family. All my episodes are available 24-7. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about the time. You don't have to worry, you don't have to worry about the day. And this this hit that follow button, man, and become a member of the Slackers Talk family, man. Straight up, straight up like that. And I just want to say I appreciate that in advance. I look forward to you being with us. And we're gonna rock out each and every Thursday. Now, today, before I get started with announcements. And before I get started, you know, with our social media thing that we do, I just want to give a, a, a special shout out, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to I want to share something to y'all, man. This it's always hard for me on this day. It's always hard for me on February 9th. For those of y'all that don't know, February 9th is the day that my mother passed away. She passed away on February 9th, uh, 1993. Today is actually the 30-year anniversary of her passing. And I wanted to stop for a second and, you know what I mean, give her a shout-out and dishonor her, man. You know what I mean? I was 11 years old when she passed away. And it's never it's never a good feeling, man, when somebody passed away. But that one hurt. You know what I'm saying? I was devastated, man. You know what I'm saying? February 9th. You got to think about it, you know what I'm saying? My birthday is on February 25th, just like, what, a, a week, a week or two away, you know. Um, also, later that year, towards the summer, I was getting ready to graduate 
to go ahead and go to middle school. You know what I'm saying? She never, I have to live with the fact that she never got a chance to see that. You know what I mean? Like, my whole entire time, you know, under her, she watched me go to PS40. You know what I'm saying? The 40 Projects. And later that year, I was going to graduate. You know what I'm saying? I, I, she was going to watch me graduate. And that was something that I was looking forward to. And even though, you know what I'm saying? Even though it was just 11 years, she taught me a lot, man. Like, she, she taught me a lot, man. You know, she was sick. So, you know, I, I took care of her. I was her bodyguard. I watched her back. And she taught me a lot of valuable lessons, man, in these streets, man. A lot. You know what I'm saying? In, in such little time, man. You know, and I, I know y'all heard me probably talk about it in other episodes, man. But I, I learned a lot. Like, she prepared me for having to take care of my father the way I take care of him today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't realize it, but, you know, she was preparing me for that. You know what I'm saying? And the thing I think about the most is I always think about, you know, the fact that she never got to see me as a teenager. And more importantly, she never got to see me as a man. You know, she never got a chance to meet the kids and everything. But as I get as I got older, like I realized like that's not true. You know what I mean? She is watching. She is. She's here every Thursday on the Slackers Talk podcast. You know what I'm saying? She's here with us. And everything that y'all see me do, you know, whether it's the podcast, whether it's management, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the Sports Core Network, all my companies, it's, it's because of her. You know what I mean? It's because of her. And she right there with me. And I just wanted to give her a shout out on this day. You know, normally... On this day, I, I shut down. I'm even I'm even quieter than I normally be. But I couldn't do that, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's talk. I had to, I had to do it for my people. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's her that's that's giving me the motivation. And I just want to say thanks, mom. I love you. I appreciate everything that you did for me. I appreciate everything that you still do for me. And we gonna rock out. On this uh on this episode on this Black History Month on the Slackers Talk, love you, ma. I just want to share that. Now, with that being said, let's get into some of our announcements. Now, I'm gonna start off. You know what I mean? I gotta. I'm not a LeBron fan by any stretch of the imagination. Anybody that any and everybody that know me, y'all know that. But I gotta give credit where credit is due. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations to LeBron James for becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. You know, I'm, I'm going to give the man his props. I'm a, I want to do an episode about that over on the, the Sports Core podcast. And I, I think I am. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm going a, I'm to a find some time to get that in. You know what I mean? So I can go into more detail with it. But here's my take on it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know, he had to score the points and everything, and that's the most important thing. You don't become the all-time leading scorer without scoring. You know what I mean? That's common sense. Everything, you know, congratulations, man. Every Everything broke. Everything broke free. Everything broke his way to make this happen. First off, you know, he was able to come to the NBA straight out of high school. So that gave him an extra four years to do what he do. You know what I'm saying? 
he was fortunate to get drafted by his hometown, which is always a great thing. He was also fortunate to get drafted by a team that was willing to put him in the mud from day one. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, most of the time, you know, they, they cut it out now. You can't come to the NBA straight out of high school. But those people that were coming out of high school, they were given time to develop. Like nobody really started like straight out of the gate. So from the very first day that he got drafted, he was handed the keys. You know, he started and, you know, the, the team was his. And he took advantage of it. You know, his whole career, he avoided injury. And that's that's due to, you know, being in good shape. He always came in good shape. He always came in prepared. And I'm going to say this. Like, he was never, uh, I'm not, I, he's not a, he's not what you call a, I wouldn't say like he's an, an elite scorer. He's not somebody that ever averaged 35 points or, or 32 points in a season. But he was always steady. He was always that 25, 26 points a game type of guy. And he avoided injuries. And he was just steady. And he kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going. And now he's the NBA leading scorer. And I'm going to say congrats. I'm going to do an episode. I'm going to make sure that I leave the date on my social media so everybody knows in advance. I'm going to go into more detail about it. You know what I'm saying? Over on the Sports Core podcast. So look out for that. But congrats is in order, man. You got to give respect when respect is due. Congratulations on LeBron James becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. No doubt. I want to thank y'all, man, for being patient with me last week. You know, I was kind of sick. You know, my voice was in and out. You know what I mean? I, I apologize if, you know, that wasn't. You know, if that episode wasn't a, a good quality for you, you know, I didn't have my voice all the way. But you know me, I'm dedicated. You know, I, I didn't want to miss out. I couldn't miss out, especially Black History Month anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I, I appreciate y'all being patient patient with me with that. And congratulations, man, to Elder Elder Ratton, who did his thing last week on the Sports Core podcast, man. You know what I mean? That episode, like... Got a lot of rave reviews, man. It did a lot of numbers, man. A lot of people enjoyed that, man. You know, and we getting requests, man, to, for you to come out more on that show. So, like, keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you're a Dallas fan, like, I know you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, the opening is there, man. That's going to create a, a lot of avenues, a lot of windows for for, for, for conversation. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and action. You know I, that's a that's always a comp uh, a topic people want to join into the Dallas Cowboys. So keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. That was a, a a good a great debut, a great debut. Let's jump right into our social media portion of the show. You know what I'm saying? Monday, the slackest talk question of the week. I brought the heat yet again, man. You know what I'm saying? And if you haven't noticed a trend, man, I'm I'm trying. By being Black History Month, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to keep that angle going on social media as well, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do something that's related to Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying for the last two weeks, and hopefully I've been delivering. But this past Monday, the Slackest Talk question of the week, 
that. The question was, who was the greatest speaker? And the options were my man Malcolm X, my man Al Sharpton, my man Jesse Jackson, or none other than Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Now, I kind of, I guess it's, it's a giveaway for me. I mean, y'all y'all pretty much, I'm going to say it anyway, but y'all pretty much know my answer already. Y'all know how I feel about it. You know, I, I rave constantly about it. You know, I, I talk all the time about it. And I mean, y'all know how I feel about that. You know I mean? Y'all know who my answer was as soon as that question was posed. You know what I mean? As soon as that question was posted, y'all knew my answer already. But I want to say, man, like, all four of these guys, man, they they can just capture an audience like none other. Like my man Jesse Jackson. Shout out to him, man. And that's the first you if you if you missed the first episode of the Slackers Talk Podcast, Black History Month twenty twenty three, you missed out, man. I I've run the heat. I honored my man Jesse Jackson. You know, I was I was pleased to learn that he came up under Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, he he actually worked with Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, all my years of, I knew that for, for some time now, but when I first met, uh, got to know who Jesse Jackson was, I did not know that about him. And I guess if you, if you watched the man firsthand, if you came up under Dr. Martin Luther King and you watched him firsthand, you have no choice but to become a great speaker yourself. And that's what Jesse Jackson did. You know, he just, he captured the audience. You talk about somebody that was intelligent. You talk about somebody that was a, was around nothing but greatness. You know, he, he learned from the best. And usually when you learn from the best, you become the best. You know, and his, his speeches, I advise y'all to go back and listen. They're, they're second to none. You know, he, he talks positivity. He talks intelligently. His delivery is off the chain. He knows how to capture an audience, and it's the whole nine. Malcolm X, elite, elite, a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame speaker, all the way around the table, no, no doubt about it. And just to sum that up in words, man, I go, y'all know how I feel about Malcolm X too, man. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. You know what I'm saying? It's just classic, man, classic, classic, classic. I tell you, I tell you what makes a great a great speaker. I tell you what makes a great a person a great talker. When a person can give a speech, right? Or a person can just have a conversation. Now, it's not necessarily entertainment. They're not in the movie. This is not on the radio. It's not on the song anything. It's just a speech. It's business. It's conversation like you you're talking about, you're telling people what you believe in. If you can hear, after you hear that speech, if you could come away after hearing that speech, like reciting certain lines that they said, and, and there are certain things about that speech that you always remember, that's classic. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's classic. You know what I'm saying? That's how you know you got something. And Malcolm X, that was him. Al Sharpton is another one. You know what I'm saying? Political guy. Um, actually, like some people don't like him. 
you know, a bit, bit controversial, you know what I'm saying? But nevertheless, a great speaker, you know, he was another one that was, you know, front and center whenever, he, when something, you know, went down and, you know, regardless of how sincere people might think it is, but a great talker, man, a great talker, a great motivator and just an energetic person. So those were the four options. Now, my answer, this is probably like the first time that that I can remember in a while that my answer and the answer that most people gave on social media was the same. The winner in this is none other than Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., man. You know what I'm saying? He won on the social media, and he's also my winner. You know, I have a dream. I have a dream. You know, nobody can top that. Nobody would ever be able to top that. So, the, you know what I mean? The greatest talker of all time is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., baby. Hands down. Now, earlier today, you know, I dropped my classic films on point, just like I always do earlier today, around 3 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? We do our, our classic film session, session. And today, you know, in honor of Black History Month, I kind of like did a little twist to it. This movie is like kind of my Black History Month. The reason why I say that is because this is the first black movie that I learned to like when I when I first, you know, came up as a kid. This is the first black movie that I ever liked. You know what I'm saying? So on today's podcast, man, I wanted to give it the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the slackest talk classic film of the week is none other than The Last Dragon. You know what I'm saying? Now, I know it's a comedy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's comedy. It's fun. Uh, it's also old school, man. It's the first movie produced by legendary producer Barry Gordy. You know what I'm saying? If Some people probably don't know that. But yeah, he, he executive produced that film. And this film was just classic, man. Uh, another Another movie that you could... You can look from, you know, you can look at it from top to bottom. It never gets boring. It never gets played out. You know, this this endless and countless like like punchlines and scenes that you can live from. He said the big bad Leroy Green. He said, get down and kiss my converse. Who is the master? Show enough. And what's rest in peace to show enough, man. And you know, uh, tragically, you know, um, I forgot his name, but uh, Leroy's little brother in the movie passed away some years back, years ago, and I think that was like a, a tragic accident, man. I, I didn't, I didn't know that until after the fact. You know what I'm saying? Shout out, Rudy Huxtable was in it. That was his little sister. A lot of people don't know that he gave her the chopsticks at the at the dinner table, and. If you haven't seen that movie, man, you got to go see it, man. The Last Dragon, man. Came out in, in 1985, I believe. Like I said, the first movie produced by, you know, Hall of Famer, Barry Gordy. Also, you know, he, he started Motown Records, you know, and, and, and he founded The Temptations and all those legendary groups. You got to go see that movie, man, The Last Dragon, man. 
Last Dragon, go see it. Now, you know what I mean? Down to business, man. We did our social media thing. We made our announcements. You know, I, I gave a special shout out to my mom. You know, we took care of all our business and stuff like that. It's time to get into into the things, man. It's time to get into the actual episode, man. The second installment of Slackers Talk Podcast, Black History Month 2023. And this is our third year. This is my third year doing it. Well, this is our third year doing it. I was right the first time, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a family. It's everybody, you know what I'm saying? It's an active show. And this year, you know, I, I, I switched it up. Or not switched it up, but I added to it a little bit. You know, in the beginning, you know, I was doing, you know, just people before my time. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a whole lot of people that's deserving. You know, some you may think is more deserving than others. And, you know, I won't argue that. And, man, we got a lot of people to honor. You know what I'm saying? I can only get four four done in a month. And we got a lot of people to honor. You know, a whole lot. A whole lot. And four is all said and done, man. I'm going to make sure I try to cover everybody for sure. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about that at all. You know what I mean? I'm going to definitely do that. But as I mentioned it, you know, as I mentioned last week, you know, I want to add a couple of things to it, you know. Um, I want to, I want to let it be known that the person does not have to be somebody who passed away. It doesn't have to be somebody that, that got killed. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a political giant. It, it doesn't have to be an activist, you know, just somebody that, that made a positive impact on the black community. Somebody that made a positive impact in black culture, period. Somebody that 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 raised the ball. Somebody that set the standard. Um the first week I did Jesse Jackson, and Jesse Jackson is still living. You know, I, I preached, let's give people the flowers while they still living. You know what I'm saying? Like let's not wait until somebody's gone and then say, Oh, you know, I want to honor this person. Nothing doing nothing wrong with doing it while they still living. And this person I wanna honor today, he made his mark in the music business. He made his mark in the mid no, the early yeah, the early eighties. I'm sorry, like yeah, I can say the early eighties. The early eighties, right? This guy, like, he set the standard. Um he raised the ball. He's an icon. He gave plenty of people opportunities. He's responsible for numerous legendary careers in music and in other other fields as well. Um, he was ahead of his time, and I'm going to explain to y'all what that is later on in the show. And I wanted to honor him because... He wasn't afraid to jump out of the box. You know, a lot of times people put us in a box. They classify us as one thing. They think we are only able to do that one thing when that's not true. It's you can do whatever you put your mind your mind to. You know, he, he made it cool not to just do one thing. He made it cool to branch out. He made it cool 
to start a brand, not just a company, a brand. And in my opinion, he was the first one to do so. The guy that I'm speaking about is none other than Def Jam founder, Russell Simmons. Now, I'm not saying that he was the first black executive producer or the first, you know, black African-American to own a record label. I'm not sure on that. And while I'm on the subject, I would love for like, you know, somebody older that's around that time. Like, help me out on that, man. Like, who who was the first African-American you know, record label old owner or record label, you know, founder. You know what I'm saying? Like, help me out with that. I'm not sure if that was Russell Simmons, but I would say that he was the first African-American to own a record label that I knew. You know what I'm saying? I, I was I was born in 81, so you know what I mean? Like, Def Jam came about, like, in around that time, about 84, something like that, I think. You know what I mean? So he was the first one that I knew. You know what I'm saying? So that, that was big for me. And he just, like, changed the game, man. He created history, man. Just to go over, like, some of the people that he founded. Uh, we talking about artists like uh, Curtis Blow, uh, Run DMC, Houdini, uh, The Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, L. Cool J., um, Jay-Z was under Def Jam for a minute, uh, DMX. Def Jam, the record label, was actually the distributor for Rockefeller Records. You know what I mean? So, like, just imagine, like, everybody under that umbrella. A, a good a good sign of somebody's greatness, a good way to, to tell that somebody is great, when a, when a person starts a company, right, it doesn't have to be a company. It could be like a head coach of a basketball team or a football team, right? What you do, what normally happens is you have a staff. You have people that work under you. You know what I'm saying? You have people that's in your organization, right? You have assistants. You have all kinds of people that play different roles. It's called it's called your your, your coaching tree, so to speak. Or your your business tree, so to speak, whatever you want to call it, right? If under your staff you have people that have gone on to become great executives, their sales, um, you have people that 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 have gone on to own their own record label and make history. You know, you got people that became billionaires and stuff like that. That's a a good indication that. You're somebody that's great. When you have a, a tree like that with billionaires and executives, people that that, that go on to, uh, own their own company, that's a that's a sign of greatness. That's a that's a sign of greatness. Because what happens is you get a piece of credit for that as well. All the people that came up under you, you get a piece of credit for their success. Because you started them. That's how that works. Now, not to mention, man, with Russell Simmons, man. He he was born in Hollis, Queens, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, Queens, give it up, man. New York City. 
Queens is in the building, man. Why not? You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm from Jamaica, Queens, but it, it's still Queens. You know what I mean? Like, we keep it in the family, man. You know what I mean? He 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 graduated from August August Martin High School. My partner, Godstar, who I had on the show numerous of times now, he he graduated from August Martin. You know what I mean? So you you see the connection going on here. Russell Simmons, man, is this. He's the true definition of hard work, man. He built uh, Def Jam from the ground up. You know, mostly everybody, as far as I know, that 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 was signed under Def Jam with new artists. You know, he didn't he didn't bring a superstar with him. Everybody that he had made a name with him, and that's that's great in itself. You know, I I wasn't built by a star. I make stars, you know what I'm saying? That's that's a that's a hell of a statement to to have credit for. You know what I mean? That's that's a hell of a thing to have credit for. But now, the thing that I talked about a little bit earlier on when I was introducing Russell Simmons, the thing that I love about him, the thing that I have the most respect for him about, you know, even besides the music, man, besides. You know, him being from Queens, besides his start. You know, I, I love this about him. Um, I preach this. I teach this on the show. In and out. They, you know, episode in and episode out. I, I teach this. I encourage this. I think everybody should be like this. It's just a way of life. Like, it should come with it. The thing I like the most about him is that he wasn't afraid to step outside of the box. You know, yeah, he started Def Jam and Def Jam made him a millionaire, million, you know, a million times over, you know, highly successful. And he could have went home and, and stopped and, and left it at that. But you don't want to leave money on the table. You know what I'm saying? You you wanna you wanna you wanna strike the iron while it's hot. You know what I'm saying? You you wanna you wanna try your hand at other things. And this guy was the first to do this, right? With Def Jam becoming a multi-million dollar company, he didn't stay put, he didn't quit, he didn't stay put or stay where he was at. He just started he he decided to to turn himself into a mogul. He decided to turn himself into a brand. In addition of being co-founder, executive producer of Def Jam Records, my man started Def Comedy Jam. I'm going I'm to say it again. Def Comedy Jam. What person back in the day do you know don't know about HBO's Def Comedy Jam. Do you know how many Hall of Fame comedians got they start under Russell Simmons? Do you know how many people were seen for the first time on Def Comedy Jam because of Russell Simmons? Let's just go over the list of some of these people, man. It's crazy. So, Def Jam Records started in 1984. Def Comedy Jam started in 1992. 
And here's just a, a list, a sample size of the people that that appeared on the show. The DJ was none other than legendary Kid Capri. Shout out to him, who's out there, you know, in New York, still doing his thing. I still listen to him on Sirius Satellite Radio, you know what I mean? Shouts out, Kid Capri. But you got Martin Lawrence. We got D.L. Hughley. We got Joe Torrey. We got Mike Epps. We got Ricky Harris. We got Michael Collier. We got Arnez J. We got Bill Bellamy. We got Earthquake. I could be wrong. I'm, I thought, you know, I was young, but I thought I might have seen Steve Harvey out there. I, I thought. I could be wrong on that. I'm, I'm going to have to do some research and, and, and get back on that one. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the second one I would like to know. The first one was was Steve Harvey. The second one was Steve was Steve Harvey on Def Comedy Jam, and the one from earlier is you know who was the the first African American to own a, a a record label. You know what I'm saying? Those are the two questions that I got to get my answers to. You know what I mean? But that's everybody. All those people that I just named the. Uh, all stars in their own right you know what I'm saying like all those guys like made impacts you know what I mean they they went on to like star in movies they went on to host their own comedy show they got radio shows today we talking about this this is what I'm talking about like with greatness when you give somebody a start and that person go on to, to become a hall of fame and and, and, and start their own empire, you get credit for that. You know what I'm saying? Russell Simmons get credit for that. All Think of all those people that I just named and think of all the movies, uh, the radio shows, their own comedy show. Think of all the stuff that they did. Russell Simmons started that. He also started, you know, he decided to do something different and he started Def Jam Poetry. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, like, poetry is good, and but a lot of people wasn't into that at that time. You know what I'm saying? So that was thinking outside of the box. You know what I'm saying? He, he wasn't afraid to start that. My man is executive producer of the movie Crush Groove. I guarantee you, like, there's nobody from back in the day... That's, that listens to music, that listens to hip-hop. There's nobody that listens to hip-hop that don't know about the movie Crush Groove. That's probably like the first movie, you know what I'm saying, that I ever seen that, that's, that has like a musical background. You know what I mean? That's history. Like everybody know about Crush Groove. You know what I'm saying? That's a classic. You'll be hearing me talk about, you know, you'll be hearing me talk more about that movie Later on, if you know what I'm saying. That's a classic. You know, he was an executive on that. Uh, he wrote and co-produced the movie How to Be a Player. You know, starring Bill Bellamy. You know, that was... Just in case y'all didn't know, that was that was due Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? Def Jam is owned by, of course, Russell Simmons. So he had a hand in that. And there's a, a million more things that my man Russell Simmons had a hand in. But... The next biggest thing 
My man started his own clothing line, man, called Fat Farm. Everybody was rocking Fat Farm, man. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, man. You know, that was before Rockaway. That was before Sean John. Who you think set the standard, man, for black people to design clothes? Like, who was one of the first to do that? Russell Simmons, man. Russell Simmons. Think about it. Let's let's think about it today, right? Let's look at let's look let's look at the music. Let's look at the music world today, right? A new artist come in, right? They release an album. You know, they they might have in their contract, they might have a movie deal where they, they do a, a movie with the record label or some type of DVD or something like that. Uh you know, you, you get started with the music, you make a name for yourself. Then you decide, you know, you want to do perfume or you want to uh, you want to do a clothing line and you want to you want to build a brand off your popularity. Right. Who do you think was the first person to do that, man? Who you, who you think the first person to set the stage was? Russell Simmons. And he wasn't an artist, man. He wasn't. I'm, I'm going to take a, a line for my man, Suge Knight. If you want somebody that's not going to be dancing, all in the videos, trying to rap, trying to take the spotlight, come to Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? Russell Simmons didn't want no spotlight, man. He was about creating something. He was about starting careers, man. That's all he was about. And he did that. He did that. Still to this day, like some 30, 40 years later, Def Jam is still one of the big, biggest record labels ever. Like, you would never forget the name or record label Def Jam, ever. It's in stone in, in, in hip-hop history. This is what it's about, man. It's about building brands. Like, every artist that you see that get their start in music and they go on to make movies, like my man 50, or TV shows, they, they, they got the blueprint from Russell Simmons. You know what I'm saying? He was the first to do it. You know what I mean? He he showed you that, you know, we do more than music around here. We do big business. You know what I'm saying? We, we're not just rappers. We're not just executives. We're entrepreneurs. Today, on the second edition in 2023 of Slack, Slack is Talk Black History Month, I want to make sure that Russell Simmons... You know, gets his just due. I wanna, I wanna say thank you for all the work that you put in, all the, all the great music that was that was created under your watch. I wanna say thanks for showing us that just don't stay inside of a box. You know what I'm saying? Just because you're successful, you still can become more successful. You know. You're not just one thing. You you can create a, an entire brand. And I I really do believe that everybody that starts music and go ahead and, and branch off of, uh, to other things, I really believe that you started that trend. You know what I'm saying? You started that trend. And I, I thank you for it, man. It It created a lot of other jobs. It made people look at us differently. It made people respect us more. 
it made people realize that, you know, we're just not relegated to just one thing. And I just want to say thank you for that. And we also appreciate the things that you continue to do, even still to this day behind the scenes. This has been the Slackers Talk Podcast, a.k.a. the Talk of the Town Now. As always, thanks for rocking with me. If you have never did so already, please go back and check out Def Comedy Jam. So you'll see like where your favorite comedians got their start from. Go back and, and, and catch the movie Crush Groove so you can see where all your favorite rappers came from. And once you do that, you'll have a better understanding of why Russell Simmons is the man. Y'all be safe out there. This has been the Slackers Talk Podcast, and we'll be back again to talk next week. You're listening to the Slack Is Talk Podcast, a.k.a. the talk of the town now. Find out what's going to happen next.